we're here again with uh, this wonderful couple. Uh, and we're going to do this weekly. And uh, at some point, I want to back away and they'll do this by themselves to help others. I feel like they have a ministry. We want to say thanks again to our media team, Celia, uh, who came all the way here from Atlanta and has been with us and has really made a difference in our media team. Hasn't she done a good job in transforming our media team to where it is? Uh, grateful for Isaac, who also came from uh, Jessup, Georgia, to make this happen. And then today, uh, we are grateful for having Dante uh, and Steve with us again today. And um, you have heard their testimony, they were separated for a while. How many years? Three years, and then finally came back together. And Danielle and Steve, they look so serious. They look like they mean mugging everybody today. Look at them. <laughs> but they are a wonderful <laughs> and that that daddy man, I keep telling them, that girl's a cook. She gonna, I don't know if they, they put her hand in all of a sudden when she's born. That girl can cook. Steve has been driving the van and helping, uh, you know, with ministry since he's been back, and we're we're grateful for that. <clears throat> and I like to talk about, um, you know, the challenges that come with trying to come back together once you've been separated. I know there's challenges involved. And I think one of the main things is not to repeat the mistakes that you made before. Uh, and women and men think different. I, you know, and I, I love women. I respect them. I have a wife, mother, and daughters. But they're different than men. They are. They think different. They, most of them, if they have not been trained, uh, move by their emotions. And uh, emotions are just what they are. They're called emotions. They are emotions. That's why we have so many emojis, because they're changeable, they're emotions. But when you deal with a woman, she's not always the same all the time. She's a very different creature. I was sharing with somebody, woman, who do you know can bleed a whole week and don't die? A whole week bleeding and don't die. That's a, that's a, that's a strange person there. You got to watch how you deal with her. She's different than everything that God made. And so uh, let's talk a little bit of Dante about the challenges. Uh, and one of the things I think, too, is that the church must be uh, do his part to be a band-aid to put relationships together and help coach young people in their marriage relationship. But what do you think, uh, uh, as, you, as you're starting to come back together and get your relationship together, there are challenges I know that are there. You don't just, you know, you're not going to just, just come and then when you come, everything's going to automatically say, ta-da, we're back together. You still have to deal with past hurts, past feelings. You still have to deal with those. And I think there's a lot of people who are out there 
who think they see you all against, oh, abracadabra, boy, that happened real quick, but there are challenges that still exist. And what are the challenges you think that happen with couples that are trying to reunite and get back together? Let me hear from you, uh, Steve and Dante, what are some of those challenges? Well, one of them are just gotta learn each other again. And you gotta, like, yeah, basically learn each other again, because you know, we didn't take off from where we left off at. Like, you have to, you have to learn, like, her emotions, you gotta learn me, and understanding too, like communication is a big key. So you, you have to learn each other. How important is that in a relationship, learning each other? And, and uh, Dante, let's talk about that and, and, and what it means to learn each other. And I think that's a big problem because how can you get along with somebody that you don't know? And then we're gonna talk about what that means and how do you, what is it learning each other? Um, pretty much it's, it's very important when you're reconciling or in recovery or even in restoration that you be mindful of all who's connected to you because in this state is very fragile you can't have everybody around you you can't have everybody in your business is because everybody won't be rooting for you and i know one thing um that i was mindful of when we were separated was that we t in this fragile state, in this hurtful state, we tend to cling on to those that are gonna be contrary. We tend to look to the world because we know that they're gonna feed us exactly how we feel and what we're feeling even though we know deep down within it's not right. So I had to cut off a lot of friends. I couldn't even, I couldn't even really go to my biological mother with this because it was so heavy. There wasn't anything she could really say to me, but one thing she always would say is that I'll never tell you to leave something, but only you know when you're tired. She would never say, well, yeah, if it was me, I'll leave him, but I have friends that would tell me that. Like, nah, -uh, girl, I'll walk him like a dog since he came back and he did you like that. Like, those kind of things you really, you really have to cut off because in this state, not only are you cutting off people, but God's going to script you too. Are you the spouse that you need that your spouse needs you to be are you upgraded and where you need to be as a person for your spouse to even return to you so in this in connection i had to understand and you know what was powerful is that god gave me a vision he and it was powerful because pastor kind of talked on it last night in revival he showed me a plant and sometimes when plant grow they lean over and sometimes you got to put a stick down in the soil to keep it connected so it can walk upright and stand upright. So in this time, you need people that are connected to you that's going to keep holding you accountable and keep you walking upright. And even though the things that Pastor beat upside my head, he never, he never strayed away from the word. And I knew what the word said, but I was so hurt that I didn't want to hear that. Because at the end of the day, I wanted to do what was right. I didn't marry for sex or things like that and I knew life was hard so I wanted companionship and that's what I and you know that's what I strove for but I couldn't force anything to be I had to let things take its course and I just love the way that God does things because not only is he the creator of things there's a level of chemistry 
that has to go forth with dissecting one another. So, yeah, you know the makeup. Yeah, you know we're husband and wife. And, yeah, you know that, you know, when we get together, another life going to be made or there's a certain level that society feels like we should be. But if there's no chemistry, because you're going to, sex going to get boring. It's going to be, it's going to be the same old routine. And if you're not continually win over, winning over your spouse, spouse just like a woman will win over her husband with conversation, a husband also has to continue to win over his, his wife's heart, too. Because um, I know early in our marriage, you know, Steve would say, well, you're already my wife. Why I got to keep doing this? Why I got to keep doing this and doing that? But not understanding the same way you took me out on dates to get me here. You got to keep winning me over, too. And there's a level that I have to establish, too, in conversation. So most times we'll be like, well, as a wife, well, I got this going on, and I got to cook, and I got to clean, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. But we wrestle. We exercise in faith. So at one point in time, there's going to be somebody holding up their weight, and it's going to get heavy. It gets hard. And sometimes you feel like you're, you know, did I sign up to be in a marriage all by myself? But when you're wrestling, at one point, somebody's pinned down. Somebody's tapping for the referee to come in. Somebody hollering and screaming for a foul play. And that's literally what goes on in the midst of us still working and wrestling with one another. And right now, because he doesn't have the Holy Ghost, you know, and because he's technically we're unequally yoked and in perspective in mind, sometimes I have to understand that me being in Christ saved, I'm more mature than he could be. My perspective of things could be a lot different, especially when you're walking in the spirit and doing things of the spirit is hard. Let me ask a question, and I want to go back to this. And then I think this is a problem with a lot of people that are, Say, Steve hasn't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet, and he's really uh, searching hard and, and seeking, as you said. Uh, when he is at that point, where does that compromise come to say, okay, he's not where I am in God, and I need to do everything I can to help push him to that place? Where does that come with women today, and 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 uh, how does that how does that play in? We as women, um, we could be very big influencers um, by what we do, what we say, how we move. And if we're always stuck in our emotions, we could pretty much use emotions as a form of witchcraft to get what we want. And that's not, you know, that's not how to, that's not the way to do things. We want to do th everything in decency and order, and it's it's easier said than done. Um, because I really want him filled with the Holy Ghost. I really have a strong desire to see him saved. But sometimes it comes in a form of control if you're not too careful. Because men have their own way of doing things and perceiving things. And women do too. Literally, if we put our minds to something, and they could be very determined too. It just depends on what it is. And most times in the spiritual world, you see more women do you see men. Because they they gravitate to things and they perceive things a lot more differently. And I remember one time I, I was forcing him, you know, because I, I wanted it that bad. And it's not that I was trying to control him or what he wanted to do. I just really had that true desire for him. But, 
you know, wise people would say, you know, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. And he, that he had to want a relationship with God for himself. Let me ask you, Steve, in that process, what is the difference between your wife helping you with where you're trying to go salvation-wise now than previously? For is getting salvation and getting close to God. Is there a different technique that she used this time versus before? Yeah, yeah, she prays more for me now. Like, yeah, she pray. We we go on, we walk every morning. She pr we pray together. So there's a, there's a difference between before and now. So was before forceful in this way is before before I, I'm not really gonna say it was forceful. Can't really say that, but now it's just like she's letting me walk into my calling. Right. But she's she's helping me. I mean, she's pushing me a little bit, but then again, that's that's who she is. She she likes to help, so. So you don't see it as I don't see trying it as, to demand. It's a it's a help. No, it's a help. And you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that you a woman can win a man without. The words. So likewise, you wise be suggestion to your own husband that if any obey not the word, they without the words may be won by the conversation of the wife. So a woman uh, can save her husband without using the Bible. She does that by letting the Bible use her behavior. So you win your husband not by not putting the scripture on him. You win the husband by putting the scripture on you and the scripture becomes alive in your life and he sees that and that wins. And that's why the Bible says the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. So now you have a whole husband here who is now seeking for the gift of the Holy Ghost but he's doing that simply because his wife now is being an influence. See, Men may lead by control, but women use their influence to do those particular things. Are you going to say something, Steve? Yeah, I see it now, though, because she, she does influence me. And I see more of, you know, God on her than before. So I'm more influenced now because I want to get where, she, where she's at. So her lifestyle makes you want to But if she's cussing and fighting all that, that just makes it that just, But that if just, she's living that life. And then you said something you're able to understand that he's not where you're at spiritually. He's getting there, and that makes a difference. All right, go ahead. Yes, sir. Um, and pretty much because I know the intent of my heart, I know how I could be even though I really want to help. I didn't want to be in a form of control, and I didn't want to be forceful, like I said. So you pretty much had, I had to learn how to be wise and cunning at the same time. So using natural things, like things that bring about meditation, things that I knew he would sign up for quickly than me saying, hey, let's go to the church and pray. More so, hey, I like to walk around the lake and he knows I like to, um, he knows I'm a big fan of nature. I like anything dealing with water. He knows I like those things. So if I say, hey, you wanna talk, take a walk with me? He'll be like, yeah. So as we walk, then you pray. we pray. And he'd be like, you know, I don't know how to pray. I said, okay, well, we could start like this. I said, well, how do you feel today? 
what's going on that you know you want to talk to me about and as he opens up and he confesses to me and he talks to me I teach him how to implement that in prayer. Even when God is, when we are actively walking to each other and he may not see God talking, but I can see God talking and I'll quickly point it out and I'll be like, hey, you see that? How is it that you're speaking on this and God is saying this? I said, that's him talking. I said, respond, say, say what it is, you know, and I will respond as if, you know, I, I always tell him like, talk to God as if you're talking to me. Um, it's an act of two-way communication. Don't ever think that you're just talking to the poof of the air. Um, it's not like that. And this is not a teaching from a Bible, just a teaching by example, by watching. So a man can watch his wife and see the lifestyle that she's living and be won by the conversation of wife. Now, so a woman can, can still talk when she's not using words you know first first peter says let's go back to that first peter uh, so she can conversate and i think women need to know how to conversate silently like you said it says likewise your wives be suggesting your own husband that if any obey not the word they may without the word be won by the conversation of the wife without words but still conversating so there's another conversation piece that women have which is a nonverbal conversation, which is their actions, and that really makes a difference. And then for your husband to have you express, have left, and there was some infidelity involved, and now he comes back, and you're not holding that over his head. You've forgiven him. You may have challenges. I know you have challenges. That probably is going to come. But you don't feel like you're, you're held in contempt or held over your head. Did you feel that way? No, she doesn't make me feel that way. And you feel like you've been totally forgiven. Yeah, I have. What, I mean, what, what helped? Because this is a problem. Because sometimes people get together and their relationship is restored together, but the person that committed that adultery, infidelity, they'll, they'll never feel forgiven. It's always coming back up. It's always a challenge in the marriage. They always bring them back up. Oh, remember you did this. You did that. You did it. And, and never, even though forgiven. It's never removed, and it, it creates more problems for the relationship, which ends up is getting destroyed again. So what is giving you that power to be able to forgive your husband, and now y'all working on your relationship, you're not just bringing it up over and over and over again? Because that's some of the, the, the challenges <clears throat> that people have when their marriages have been broken up because of infidelity, and they're trying to get back together. That's one of the challenges, and you're a young lady, who you said that uh, somebody said, oh, well, they come back, I'd be walking the dog. I never heard that term before. You have to tell me about what that means later. But, but what is giving you that power to be able to do that? Because many women and men deal with a problem with forgiving in relationships. And especially, we believe in one husband and one wife. And I mean, that's it. it, it when you get married, that's your husband for the rest of your life until they die under the grave, but, but, you know, and, 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 uh, put dirt on them and we believe this stronger than Bible way we might even check when you get up and see if you're still married. I never after but anyway, what gives you that 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 kind of uh fortitude and power to be able to forgive and 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 so it's not a distraction. Your husband says just say, no she don't bring that up. That what what does that? Let's let's, let's talk about that. Um first of all like to her, say her mic needs to be turned up where we can hear. Um 
First off, um, I truly, truly have had an experience with God these three years we've been separated. So I've truly just given myself to the Lord and I wanted to know a real relationship with him first. And in having a relationship with God, there's no way you can say you truly love God or truly have a relationship with God if you can't forgive. So your relationship with Steve had become better because of your relationship with God. Yes, my relationship with God also reflected in how my relationship with Steve also reflected my relationship with God. And I think that's most times why a lot of married women want to do things that single women should be doing because we understand the covenant that we're in. And if I'm not reflecting the right behavior when it comes to Steve, even though he has done wrong to me, my prayers can be hindered. And I can't let you cut off my source to what's my source. I can't let you disconnect me from my plug. God is my plug, he's my source. That's, that's who my soul needs and that's who my soul loves. So if I gotta forgive you, by all means, yes sir, quickly agree with the adversary. And, 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 and you know, that will cause Steve to love God more because when a husband or a wife can't see God through the Bible, <clears throat> If a man can see that he has done something wrong to you and you've forgiven him, then you can explain to him, I'm forgiving you because God forgave me. And now that, that man can say, you know what? Wow, that leads me to God because I know she has this attitude towards me because of somebody who has an attitude towards her. And now you become a witness of the forgiveness of God. You see, what you want a person to do that's not saved is to repent and want forgiveness. But they won't understand repentance and forgiveness if they repent to you and you never forgive them. But if they repent to you and you forgive them, now they can understand what it is to be able to repent to a God and God forgives them. So you're displayed. God always used marriage and forgiveness to show Israel what they needed to do. He used Hosea and he used Goma, who was in fact a, a holler, a whore, and he used that relationship to display to uh, 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 to display to uh, uh, Israel his forgiveness. He used Jeremiah chapter three and all of this to explain forgiveness. So this is so important that a wife or any spouse who is has been done wrong forgive. So you can show an example of God. And you said something very powerful. If you don't forgive, then God's not going to forgive you. Uh, and how has her forgiveness and how has her response to you affected you, Steve? It just, just made me a better man. Like, because the stuff that I did, she said her, out of her mouth that she would never forgive me. So for me to be back, I know it wasn't just her forgiving me. Like she was connected to God, and God is the only reason why I'm back. Because you know, you know her. Yeah, I know in her. In her, her nature, she would not have. She was not. She would not have. In her nature, she would have just moved on, and you knew that she was done. Yeah, I knew she was and done. And she was over. Yeah. And I, I knew that she was done and over. And the, the, the whole time I said, just get to God, because I know if she would get to God, God would get to her heart. <clears throat> but I knew it was over. She was over. It was done. It was. It was. It was quit. And uh, you know, if, if you're done when you and your husband are, 
I don't care about you. I don't, I don't, I don't know how, how tough that was. You know, you're done. I'm over. But God intervened and touched your heart and made a difference. Someone asked the question, since they're both baptized in, in Jesus' name, are they equal, unequally yoked? Well, when we talk about unequally yoked, we're talking about one's not filled and one is filled. So uh, it's, it's still... Uh, not a spiritual balance, but that's not a problem that's that's coming. Uh, I believe that God is going to give uh, Steve exactly what he needs. And I think this is powerful because you're showing him not in his fully completed birth state, but this impact that forgiveness has had on his life. And because we have people now who are listening who have spouses that are not saved and husbands that are not saved and people make you feel stupid when you're trying to do the right thing. Oh, I wouldn't do that, but this is this, you, 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 this is an example of what we can do when we submit ourselves uh, uh, to the Lord. Let's talk about this prayer thing that you all are doing. So you just go out and walk and pray. Tell me how that happens. Tell, tell me what happened. And, and what changes did you make? To, to get Steve to that praying point. So what, tell me about that. Um, it was powerful because when we were separated, um, we, we were tried or we tried, we tried. At this point, I even consider child support at one time um, because I just couldn't get him to understand. And because I have done the things that I've done as far as divorcing him, um, he would be like, you a liar, you fake, you ain't no Christian, you keep saying you saved, but you this, you that, you that. And it used to really hurt my feelings, not because he's saying it, but because I knew the state that I was in. So I knew I had to really wake up because what the, the actions that I'm showing, it's not, it wasn't a godly woman. But now... Um, since I've established that relationship. And even when we get into arguments now, I just let them have it. Like, I don't really, like, even though you're not saying anything, your body language can speak too. That's so true. I had to humble myself in that. So even when he was, you know, he would say some things that really wanted me to t tear him to shreds. And I knew I could do it, but I'll just be like, you know what? Nah. I'm going to take this one for the count, and I'm going to take it to my daddy because I know my daddy could do something about it. So I'll, I'll, go in, I'll immediately go into prayer, and he'll snap me out of it. Or if I, if I feel like God ain't really tell me what I needed to know, then I go to my father in the Lord, and I'll talk to the pastor, and he'll be like, well, did you see it this way? And I'll be like, oh, my God. I was like, I ain't see it like that. But even then, he'll be like, you know, even with my silence, he'll come back. And I'll still text him, you know, because every day he goes to work, I tell him, you know, drive safe. Or, you know, he'll tell me about things that's going on on his job, and I'll just go on prayer right there on the phone with him. And he'll be like, I'm sorry. And I never expect his apologies to come so quickly now, even when I'm quiet and I don't say anything, even when I know that I can or I know that I'm right. And we as women, we, we know we right. Oh, baby, we're going to let you know we know we right. But now it's just like when I know I'm right, I don't even fight for it anymore. You're going to see it one way or the other. So. I just try to keep a consistency with him because I also know that he's watching me. And I've also look, reached out to other men of God that I know that are married and I've connected 
you know, him with them so that they can teach him from a man's perspective so he just don't only see me because I'm not meant to lead him. He's meant to lead me. But whatever it is, you know, because I want to look up to him. I don't want him looking up to me. So that's why I connect him to other men that are walking in the faith or strongly believe in God and, you know, are the head of their house. You know, you said something very powerful, and that is one thing. You said if you went to the Lord and you didn't get it, you didn't mind coming for counseling, getting advice and things. That's one of the big problems with a lot of ladies. They don't like to hear the advice and follow those instructions. <coughs> uh, recently, I think you were planning to go on a trip to uh, a city with one of the sisters having a prayer meeting. And I called you and I said, no, Dante, you stay home. You don't go to the prayer meeting, you stay home. You stay, you got your husband, you got children. I don't want you going to no prayer meeting. You pray at home, stay with your husband. I think those are things that, <clears throat> too, because <clears throat> I'm really tightened up on that pretty well with a lot of the married women that have children, even some of the singles that have responsibility. I don't want them running all up and down the road. You got children, you got responsibility. Stay home when your husband. Make sure that you do what you're supposed to do. And without a fight, without a battle, without a, oh, I want to do you know, Pastor, I want to do that. That's right. That's, I think that becomes a very, very serious problem in many homes today is that they don't have that external. When, when you got marriage needs, and we're going to close it for a while, marriage needs somebody in that woman's corner, somebody in that man's corner, giving them strategy, young marriages, of what to do. Titus chapter 2 talks about the older women or the aged women being in the corner for that, that young lady, the aged men being in the corner for that young man. And a lot of time when you get in a boxing ring, you don't know. You get in marriage like being in a, in a boxing ring. And, you know, you got to have somebody in your corner that say, stay in the ring. If you don't have nobody in the corner that say, stay in the ring, you jump out of your marriage. You got to have people in the corner. Somebody in his ear say, stay in the marriage. Somebody in that ear say, stay in the marriage. And help working that together. And then you got to be able to follow that instruction. There are many men that I know I could have helped them save their homes had they listened to what I said. There are many women who could have saved their home had they listened to what I said. They didn't do. I watched relationships that I, I watched and sat down and told them, listen, do this, hear this. I was giving an example to a young man one time, and I don't listen to secular music or anything like that, but I talked, I took him and sat him down, and I said, I took like three or four of them, different ones. I said, now, I want you to listen to these men and this secular music rim and the stuff that they're saying, the stuff that they're saying, this back 60s and 80s, that kind of stuff, you know, how I love you, I want you, and all this. I said, man, these men in this world are showing you this pursuit they have for this woman because they want her to feel valued. I was sharing with them. Now, we didn't go listening to blues and dropping like it's hot. I wanted to show them how the Bible said the children of the world are sometimes more wiser than the children of the kingdom. So I say, I took, I say, do this. I tell different ones, do this. And they hear and won't follow the advice. When that man and woman, when that, when that man and two men get in a ring to fight, they're not doing their own thing. They're fulfilling the will of the person who are in that corner telling them, the person who's in that corner telling them what to do. The man that's in the football field, he's listening to whatever his coach says. And by listening to his coach, 
he can win that game. So if you got the right coaches in your ear telling you the right thing and you follow that instruction, you can win. So previously, there might have been information given, but you wasn't doing it. But now you're listening and hearing it. It can it can work, and I think that's the key thing. So we're gonna have our closing statements by you, Steve, and then Danielle. All right. Anything you'd like to say to those that are listening? I like all I can say is just put God first, cause He's able, cause He's doing it for me now. So that's all I can say. All right, Dante. Um, I really, I just go back to, I can't dictate your pain. I can't tell you, you know, what to do, how to do, but only God really knows what's deep within your heart. And we believe in one marriage, one God. We, we already know what the deal is. And don't nobody want to be walking by themselves forever. You don't. And anything outside of what you've already worked so hard for, why let it go to waste? We are supposed to be children of God that will stand on God's word. And we as children of God, we can't make the word blaspheme. Because it's our the world already holds it against us. We're already being cast out. And I'm not saying do it out of obligation. Because some people might just be content with just being married, living, single. But what I'm saying is just be the spouse that your spouse needs. If you also know that you contribute to it being a broken marriage or a broken home, be the spouse that you need to be. I know in our separation, I spent time with other women. I, yeah, I knew how to cook, but I hung out with a chef. And I thank God for my God sister, Alicia. She taught me, you know, things like brining meat and just perfecting gifts that I already had. I hung around Sister Nisi, her ambition, like her, she's very driven. Like she, you know, she got me into a mind state where I wanted to be business minded. Just really connecting to other people that really will upgrade my lifestyle. And I remember us being separated and he still will try to flirt with me every now and then. And I'd be like, bro, you better have them coins because my, my lifestyle done upgraded, so it's gonna cost you a little more. So when he came back, it wasn't, you know, let's revert back or let's just hurry up and jump back in the bed. No, it's gonna cost you some things. So, you know, him, you know, upholding that value, knowing what you're worth. And you know, even man, you 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 guys are worthy too. You you guys are kings too. You know, you don't have to settle for less. Even if that's your spouse, you know, work together so that it can work together. And as long as you have that mindset, anything is possible. Just be open to what God can do. And as long as you stay open to what God can do, He can do anything. All right. Well, God bless everybody. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And uh, we're grateful for this opportunity. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, again on uh, next week as we uh, talk about these important issues.